0: Uh, we have been uh, talking about the uh, uh, principle of God's word, the significance of God's word, and uh, in an attempt, uh, I believe, to elevate um, its value in all of our lives, that we would um, place a premium on God's word that would make it the highest and most valuable and most precious thing in our life. And and uh, I know there are many uh, things that could could come into that in our life. We we love, uh, for instance, we love our babies. You know, our children uh, to pieces. You know, and they they are so precious and so valuable. And uh, then you have grandbabies, and you you wish, wow, I, I wish I would have done this first. This is amazing. Grandbabies, are be- the you know, uh, yeah. And and uh, so so the grandbabies are are so precious and sweet. Maybe it's because we get to send them home. I don't know, but. Uh, uh, but anyway, so, so, so there are things that are very precious and very valuable uh, to each one of us. Some of us uh, place value on stuff, you know, like we'll have a nice car or, or some kind of a thing that we really enjoy. Um, but, but really, when it comes right down to it, we have to make an effort in our own consciousness, in our own life, to, to elevate God's word to the highest position in our lives, And uh, that that seems difficult when I use those, uh, you know, analyses and examples of of children or your husband or your wife or things that are precious to you um, that that you think, oh, man, that's going to be tough. But yet the Word requires it of us to give it first place so that it has its impact, its proper impact in our life. And uh, so so, um, uh, someone had written a, a statement about the Bible I'd like to read. It says, Just use me, I am the Bible. I am God's wonderful library. I am always and above all the truth. To the weary pilgrim, I am a good strong staff. To the one who sits in gloom, I am a glorious light. To those who stoop beneath heavy burdens, I am rest. To him who has lost his way, I am a safe guide. To those who have been hurt by sin, I am a healing balm. To the discouraged, I am, I whisper glad messages of hope. To those who are distressed by the storms of life, I am an anchor. Just use me. I am the Bible. Praise God. And so so the word of God again is so uh, valuable so precious and and we've talked about uh, it's more precious than gold already we've used that uh, symbolism already in of its value and 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 so far more precious than diamonds and gold and silver and and just just again we're working at you say why why are we continuing on this line to take God's word and put it into the place in our life so it can have its full impact and influence on each one of us. Do you understand? And uh, so I, I trust that you, uh, you know, are, are, are enjoying this journey that we've been on, looking for. And, and just so you know, it, it, it just seems endless, uh, the symbolism, just so you know. I, I keep thinking, you know, I have this list and I realize there are just tons of, of symbolisms and analogies because God's Word is Endless. It's endless. And I mentioned the, the, the brother, you know, brother, uh, 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 brain lock. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm 60. No, I'm just kidding. But Anyway. <laughs> um, pastor, uh, brother comes to our camp meeting sometimes. Nope. <laughs> Almost had it really thin, handsome man. Petrie, Petrie, you said it, didn't you? Yeah, sorry. Wow. I said, I need to have a healing service. Come up to it, you know, myself. Lay hands on me. But anyway, yeah, Pastor uh, Petrie, he actually said that one of his mentors, um, he had told him, you know, I believe I've exhausted this text. I think I've just squeezed everything out of this text that I could get out of this text, and I'm done with it. It's all, I've completely gone to the end. And uh, this gentleman um, apparently he had a little bit of a stutter, and he, and and, uh, and he said to him, he said, "You you 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 may be exhausted, but you cannot exhaust the Word of God." Amen. <laughs> Amen. so I thought, man, that is so true, because the the Word of God is is some like picking up a telescope, and 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 uh, looking through it and turning and turning, and turning, and when you get full circle, then you see another aspect out there again, and again, and again, and again. So it's too full. It's to too, too completely exhaust each one of these. I've, I've actually challenged everyone to, to take these things, and look at them yourself, and, and look at all the other areas, and listen, I'm not able to cover them all, and, and go home, and get your Bibles out, and read and research and study and meditate on him because he is eternal. He is endless and vast. You can't measure him. And he's given us him. You'll spend your whole life in eternity learning and growing. Isn't that amazing? Praise God. And his mercies are new every single day. Praise God. This world thinks it's cool. The world thinks it's got something new going on. But every single morning, he has something fresh for you. Praise, the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some new uh, part of himself he wants to reveal to you. Yeah. You come before him and get into his word. And he shows you something. And you're like, whoa, glory to God. Hallelujah. <sighs> Praise God. Yeah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, praise God. So, so today, um, we're going to talk about the mirror of God's Word. The mirror of God's Word. I'm going to ask my uh, faithful assistant to bring out the mirror. We don't have to leave the room today and go up to Mount Charleston. Appreciate um, minute, uh, Brother JJ. He's such a blessing. Glory to God. Thank you so much. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So here's the mirror. And uh, we're going to, while he's adjusting that, look at James chapter 1, if you would please. James chapter 1, verse 23. Look in your Bibles. We're going to look at 23 through 25. And it says in the New King James For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Praise God. So I'm going to stop there. Um, uh, So so many of us approach mirrors, um, uh, which we probably should, right? I know the ladies are like, oh, yeah. All the ladies would agree, the mirror is my friend, you know, praise God. And so, and so for some of us now, you know, as we get older, the mirror is not your friend. You're like, who is that? Somebody has stolen my body and replaced it with this. What happened? You know, trying to figure out, you know, because I know my body doesn't have that many wrinkles on it, you know, that kind of thing. Starts to look different. But we, we, we get in front of the mirror to, to uh, examine ourselves and to what? To adjust. Isn't that right? Uh, to make adjustments. Uh, and and uh, uh, when we walk past, some of us don't even like to look in the morning. We just walk past it, you know. Uh, uh, but, but once we get showered and get everything like that going on, then we begin the process of, of, of pushing on it and painting it and combing it, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even need one, you know, a comb, just so you know. <laughs> you know, and you, if I get a haircut, they say, do you want to blow dry? And I say yes, they go, like, thank you. So, so, So not all of us need the same help, you know. But, but uh, obviously, if you have uh, a lot of, of hair to manage, obviously, that takes more time and, and effort and those kind of things. Uh, but but uh, uh, the mirror is where often we go to um, prove ourselves. And then, then uh, many of us have a mirror just before we go out the door to make sure something ain't awry. And uh, believe me, I've seen many things just before I went out and went, oh, my goodness, you know, and, and it could be that uh, I remember that I don't have a tie or whatever the case is, um, that I need a to have on or something will uh, prompt me to to do something so so that look um, it really can rescue us um, from looking really foolish when we get outside the house isn't that right and uh, uh, sometimes I uh, got the wrong jacket you know I'm like oh my goodness what in the world was I thinking it might be close but it's not the right one and uh, so so we we use the mirror to uh, prove ourselves and to uh, make sure that we are uh, right to go out into uh, the process of our day um, but but here the word um, actually is being used as a mirror and uh, so so what is it about the mirror that and the word that have the same uh, things and there are actually uh, things that supersede uh, the natural mirror and our natural look because the living word has a, a, a tremendous uh, capability because, I mean, we are limited in the natural uh, when we go to the mirror uh, because whatever we see in the mirror is literally, uh, you know, what we got to work with. Isn't that Right? Okay, so, so not all of the, natu- uh, the natural or symbolisms um, are perfect, but we get it. When we read it, we get it because it has an application that's pretty powerful. But I want you to, to understand that the mirror of God's word is much more powerful than this thing. This is merely a reflection. It's like the moon to the sun. We see the sun's brightness coming off of the moon. And here, this is just a reflection of me right now with what I got going on. And, and uh, I see all this stuff going on. And uh, uh, incidentally, uh, uh, people have been asking me about my shoes. I'm thinking, do they hear a word I'm saying? <laughs> Even my workout partner, Ward, he's like, man, where you get those shoes, bro? I'm like, Really? And and uh, and so I appreciate people enjoying that these are nice shoes, I guess. But I mean, I really want them to get the word to say, "Oh my goodness, you know that, you know that." Really, I mean, and this is what I saw, and share with me what I didn't see. That you take it farther because God wants to take us so much farther. I want to go higher. And so here's, here's this platform for us to do so. So we come to the, the mirror of God's word, and it's, it's, it's deeper than that. It's, it's not, you know, I don't, we don't want to get weird and say it's a magic mirror. You know, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Jesus. <laughs> But the mirror of God's word has, has great implications because why I go to the mirror of God's word and I look into it, why I do that is to see who I really am past the natural and define myself by the word of God. Y'all with me? Because if I continue to just go by the natural reflection, I'm going to live in defeat because Satan will convince me that that's all I am. But when you look into the the perfect law of liberty, which is the next verse, then we will find who we really are. And and Smith Wigglesworth said that I'm, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. I guess he was a pretty big man. But he wasn't talking about in the natural. No matter how big your stature, how tall you are, how much you weigh, well, I want you to know that you have a, a thing going on that you can't see in a natural mirror that makes you more powerful than this universe. Because why? The God of the universe who created the universe lives on the inside of you. And where do you find that out? When you look into the mirror. So in, in uh, verse 25, it says, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So we look into the mirror of God's word so that we can know how we are to live, how we are to move, how we are to act. And when we do, then we find ourselves walking in the blessing he wanted us to walk in. And his strength and his grace rests upon us because we don't forget who we are. Because if we turn from it, and forget what his word says, and don't do what his word says. Even though on the outside we are saying, yeah, I'm a believer. We all know what, what happened when the guy who built his house on the sand and the one who built his house on the rock. Isn't that right? The major difference, they're, they're both housed people, they're both uh, you know, built something, but it was the foundation that was the difference. And it clearly explains the foundation was not in the hearing. They both heard. They both took a look at the mirror and they saw. They both did this. But one walked away and started living that. The other walked away and continued in the way he was. The foundation, the strength of it all, is in the doing. Yes. And we see that right here. It's in this verse. It says, and is not a forgetful here, but a, what, everybody say it? A doer. doer. Everybody say doer. doer. Of the work, this one will be blessed. Everybody say, I'm blessed. Yes. He'll be blessed in what he does. So again, we come back to this often is that we are looking into the mirror with the intent to do. To act like what I see. To make the adjustments in our lives. And oftentimes we as believers, we will just, uh, we really try to justify staying like we are. Do y'all hear me? But I mean, I am so grateful that you all visited a mirror this morning. And didn't show up here like you got out of bed. And in some of us, there's more of a contrast than others, I realize. But I'm I'm thankful. It's a blessing uh, to see uh, people uh, looking good, smelling good. Now, we don't judge people. They come in here however they are. We don't. It's great. Bring them. Bring them all. Praise God. Bring all the ugly people to church. Beautiful people, ugly people, all kinds of people, bring them to church. That's, this is the place where we get beautified. Amen? It's his word that has made us beautiful. In fact, uh, the instruction to ladies was, let it not be the uh, wearing of apparel, you know, braiding of hair, uh, but let it be the ornament, ornament, Something that you could see, something you can actually. Wow, I noticed this. The ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And and so we go to the word. We go to the word and we uh, allow it to change us and mold us. And we come out away from it and become something uh, very attractive and very drawing for all people. Because we're no longer living in the futility of our minds and and the flesh. We are living uh, according to what this says we are. I am a king's kid. I am the child of God. I'm filled with the love of Jesus. Oh my goodness. I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. Glory to God. And I'm not going to forget that. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm all that he says I am. I just have to uh, keep that in my view at all times. So that I'm living and walking according to how he would have me to do so. And really, uh, how does that play out? I'll say it again. How it plays out isn't that you're such a wonderful uh, person in your skin uh, wherever you are away from everybody. No, it's how you act when you're in the middle of everyone. The mirror is going to show you how to be in the most difficult situations in front of the most difficult people. The mirror does not tell you to run away from people because they're all evil and bad and stupid. No, the mirror sends you two people. Praise the Lord. I mean, you look in that mirror, you're going to run into it. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to everybody. Every person. Needs to see this person you see in this mirror. The word of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is how we roll. This is how we live. Hallelujah. But sometimes we try to justify. If if it was natural, we would justify, you know what? I know that my hair's not combed, but that's just how I am. I'm a hair not combed person. I'm just a not wash my hair person. I'm just a, you know, not wash my face person, not shave person, not, you know. We take certain things because there's other Christians doing it, other people doing it. People I know, there's some good Christians that don't wash their hair. And you're like, so why would that mean you shouldn't wash your hair? You know we can smell your hair. And there's people that don't believe in a lot of different things, you know. Uh, I've been to other countries where uh, people don't shave, the ladies don't shave their legs, you know. It freaked me completely out. I was a teenager. I was in Holland. I'm like, Dad, Dad. He goes, what? That girl, she got hairy legs. I didn't even know girls could grow hair on their legs. I thought that just women don't have hair, men have hair. And so what my dad, he pops it. I'm like, whoa. Say, like, Boy, you're going to get us killed on this bus. Shh. But I mean, I mean so people do different things and, and roll different ways. But when the word says something, if the word said to shave my legs, I would shave my legs. It didn't matter if all the rest of the people didn't. If the word said to do X, Y, Z, that's what we are supposed to head towards. Is it, uh, Pastor, are you saying we have to be perfect? I did not say that. I said we should start acting like what we see, uh, not being forgetful of what we see, writing off, picking and choosing what part it says. Y'all with me today? Hallelujah. And say, this is, I know a lot of Christians who do this, and, and they seem to be doing okay. Is that the level we want to live at? Are the, the other believers, are they our standard? No. Now listen, uh, Paul did say this. He said, follow me as what? I follow Christ. Uh, So follow me, my example. uh, When you see it in the mirror and you see me doing it, follow that. But if it ain't in the mirror of God's word, you can let that go. You can just say to yourself, Paul's still working on that area of his life right there. And Paul was rough. He was hard. Oh, my goodness. Was it Barnabas, I guess? He's just like, you know, he's useless to me. He's just a baby, you know. He's just a big whiner. (laughs) I'm I'm paraphrasing. Later on, I believe he grew in the Lord. I believe he did. And he said, and bring Barnabas. Convicted. (laughs) I like Paul, man. I tell you. He starts out, I call it his progressive revelation. Where Paul was like, and I labored more than all the apostles. That's how he started. Then he mentioned the saints. After that, and he said, of whom I am least. Paul's progressive revelation. I looked at it when they were written. I was like, I wonder if this is consecutive. And I, sure enough, the first one was, he was the greatest, baddest apostle on the planet to the least of the saints. And then lastly, he mentioned sinners. And he said, of whom I am chief. And so probably one of the toughest things for us to walk away from this mirror is to walk away with humility. Humility. And to consider everyone better than ourselves. As we love them and help them, no matter how they're chained or fettered. That's something. How God's word is so, supersedes everybody's faults. We want it to, the word to do that for us, to look past our failures and our faults, right? Right? And so it does. And so when we walk away from it, we do the same for others because we see how it looks. We act the same. I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. These are Jesus' words. And we spoke of this and sit down this road we've been on is to say for for sure that Jesus is the word. And however, Jesus embodied the word and acted how he lived, that would be how we are to live. And he says, I do nothing that I have not seen the father do. I say nothing that I haven't heard him say. So we don't forget when we walk away. We're looking, we're looking. In the Amplified Bible, it says it this way. I'm gonna gonna go to verse 21, Amplified Bible, classic edition, by the way. If you have that. I know the cool thing about having electronics, uh, you know, whether it be your phone or iPad, that you can literally go there really quick, boom, you know. So James 1, 21 through 25, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. It says, So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness, and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which, implanted and rooted in your hearts, contains the power to save your souls." Now, understand that the word soul here is uh, obviously is applicable to your spirit because we get born again uh, by the washing of water by the word. Isn't that right? In uh, the renewing of the Holy Spirit. So we are uh, born again because of our faith in the word of God. Uh, But the word of God um, has the ability after you're born again to do the same for your soul. Okay, your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your spirit got born again. You look just like Jesus. And as Pastor David's been preaching on uh, the righteousness of God, you can't get any more righteous than that moment when you get born again. Yeah. You're not trying to become righteous. You are righteous. And, you, and, and we, we get fed that um, uh, tremendous Uh, revelation and and uh, understand this so i'm so understand when it says it contains the power to save your souls that wasn't just for when you got born again that is a continual thing as we are changing and growing in our souls gaining ground our minds are being renewed to the mind of christ so that why so that we cannot forget how we are and how we live and that this type of mindset is different jesus walked differently and, and so we continuously are thinking I'm a kingdom person. And people come to me and say, I, you know, I, I, I've gotten this thing going on in, in my body, you know, at the gym. I pray for people, you know, a, a big bodybuilder guys. You know, they're like, I'm like, hey, bro, where you been? man? I have missed you around here, you know. And he's like, oh, goodness, you know, I had this happen now. you know, they, they, Everything from, you know, heart attacks to, you know, knee surgeries and the thing. Well, guess what Jesus would do? Well, let me lay hands on you. Let me pray for you. And I put my hand on them. Their whole countenance changed. They don't even, some of them know. For some reason, I don't know why Warm the gym knows I'm a pastor. People tell me, yeah, this girl over here, she said, you know, this, you know, she said the pastor guy. And I'm like, well, how in the world does she know I'm a pastor? But your light will shine and people will know That dude is different. That woman is different. She's different. He's different. Why? Because you are literally walking around as Christ in that atmosphere. And so when I walk into the gym, I'm bringing the glory of God to that place. And so when people talk to me about something, I'm like, oh, isn't that sad that you're sick and dying? Oh, well, see you later. I've got to work out. I just say, well, hey, do you mind if I pray with you? They're like, no, brother, and they become a Christian right there. And they, how they used to look when they came in there changes. Another gentleman, um, uh, he, 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 just the other day, uh, he, he's like sitting there and he's, you know, people, uh, there's, there's some funny people. I love, I love watching people. Anybody else like that? I mean, I could go to a mall, sit in a corner and just watch and go, man... It's funny, people are funny. So I like to go further and talk to them. So I was, like, I was like, hey man, what's your name? So he tells me his name and I said, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? He's like, are you a brother? And I'm like, I'm a brother. And, he's, and, he's, and then, then we get talking and, and uh, Warren and I invite him to come to church and he, he says, well, I don't, are you a 501 c 3 And I was like, uh, we're a 501 c 3 you know, but and he says, that means the government controls you And I was like, the government don't control us, bro. And we say what we want to say. And we are not trying to be politically correct at Word of Life Christian Center. And uh, he says, well, well, what do you got going on? And uh, so we could tell that he really probably needed something a little smaller. So we talked to him about men with the mission. And we told him what it was like. And he said, I'm going to that. So we hope we see that guy on, on, on Tuesday. Praise God. And, uh, but this is what we do. This is how we roll. We continually are, are sharing the goodness of God. We're walking away from the mirror. Uh, one of the greatest mandates, go into all the world and preach the gospel, show the world what I look like and what does Jesus look like? Well, this is what he would do. He would offer the kingdom. He would offer healing if they need healing. He would offer a prayer for their finances. He would offer all the kingdom has to offer them. Isn't that right? We can't just uh, walk away from the mirror and just live and blend in with everybody else. People should know that you're a Christian. And they knew when the first apostles and, and the first Christians, they knew they were Christians and they were burning them in the arena. They were feeding them to bears and dogs and lions and hyenas and, and you name it. They were doing it and the church just got bolder and bolder. And people that were in the stands were getting saved because of their courage, because of their boldness, because of their stance. We must awaken. We must walk away and be all that it has said we are to be and do all that it has said for us to do and to take this culture and this society and change it from the inside out. Because the The enemy has gotten a hold of what they look at. They're not looking in the mirror. They're looking into their phones. They're looking into their televisions. They're looking into those things that are lies and are are deceitful and, and saying that this is not true. Satan's main goal is to take away the mirror so people can't see the potential that they have inside of them. Praise God. And as I had said last week, is he came and said, did God really say? Undermining the word of God. Why is that his biggest threat? Why is that? The first thing, oh, pandemic, shut down the churches. That's important. Woo, we knew exactly what Satan was trying to do. that people cannot hear the answer. Whether, whether it's a virus or any other thing. Gas. <laughs> people are like, I can't drive to church. There's not going to be any gas. So you're going to stay home? No. That's the first place I need to go. Because I know Jesus can get me some gas. He said to go into all the world. Not just hang out at Aliante. Reach who you can walk to. No, go into all the world. I need to get on a plane. I need to get in a bus. I need to go and, and get in every form or vehicle to get me to the people that God wants me to talk to, to reach and to minister to. And that is wherever your world is. And how many know you need gas to get there? So, so, so basically when, when present, things that are presented in that way, we can't have a knee jerk and forget about who we are and who we trust in and believe in the natural thing that is taking place above God's word. We elevate God's word. Sickness is coming. Sickness is coming. There's viruses. There's a, there's a monkey. There's a, a, you know, a cheetah. There's a, a, you know, a bird. There's a, you know, and they got all the, you know, oh, no, not the bird virus. You know, and the duck flu, and, and you know, and, and the, like, you know, the Chinese flu, and, and they got names. I'm like, Peking duck. Man, that sounds so good. I love that duck, uh, but uh, I'm not going to freak out. Our, our, our response is I turn back to and say you know what a thousand will fall at my left and ten thousand at my right but no plague shall come nigh me I am remembering what it says and incidentally each and every one of us could step up our game in memorization of the word memorization of the word is not the end of the story no but we can't eliminate it we can't just uh, because others have who have known the Bible, Satan being one of them, uh, he knows the Bible and because he knows it and it's not going to help him, it does not mean that you shouldn't memorize it and know it. We've gotten in the habit of, uh, when we're working out, we get into a position, one of the most nauseating things we do is, is, uh, is uh, uh, planks, you know, where you're up on your toes and your elbows and, and it just seems so boring, you know, and plus it hurts, you know, you're like ah. So we've gotten in the habit of just quoting scripture. We go, you know, usually it's just Warren and I, but sometimes there's other people and it's your turn. They're like, Jesus wept. I'm like, really? <laughs> That's what you got, huh? <laughs> Next, you know, so, so anyhow, uh, we, we, we uh, speak the word. It's fun because then, then what does that do? That puts pressure and we should put pressure on each other. Amen. You got a word for that, bro? You got a word, sister? What is that? What do you think we should say in this circumstance right here? Well, I don't know. Well, let's tell them. Let's help them. Here's a scripture that you could say. Praise God. By his stripes you are healed. Praise God. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. The opposing law cannot work against me. Amen? Woo! Hallelujah! Glory, God. Our numbers are greater than theirs. It doesn't matter what the situation is. If God be for us, who can be against us? Glory to God. So we remember what we look like. So I'm sorry, moving right along in the Amplified Bible, I'm running out of time here. It says uh, in uh, verse uh, 22, but be doers of the word, obey the message and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. You're deceiving yourself. You're falling right into the enemy's uh, trap by deceiving yourself. It's exactly what his plan is. Praise God. Hallelujah. By just merely listening and not doing. In uh, verse... Twenty three. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. For he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. Verse twenty five. But he who looks carefully to the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it, and Perseveres in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys. He shall be blessed in his doing his life of obedience. Praise God. Woo! Come on, y'all. Let's get to it. Let's just get to it. We should be excited about getting into the word, taking messages that Pastor David and, and myself and others who are ministering the word, taking those messages with us with intent to do. And, and take them home, meditating in them, getting other scriptures. Obviously, uh, we we are uh, called to feed, right? To feed the sheep and for you to take those things and um, spend time in those things. But you know what? There are so many things in the word of God that you can get hold of during the week, have a practice of devotion, have a practice of meditation, have a practice of, a, listen, at the very least, a scripture that you're thinking about during the day. Take it with you. If you have to do uh, cards, you know, the little three-by-five cards, but you have a phone, and uh, there are apps that will give you a Scripture for the day if you need that kind of help. I'm telling you, it's, it's amazing what you can do on your phones. You can read the Bible. You can listen to the Bible. You can um, meditate on those things, again, as I'm saying, so that you are not a forgetful person. I have to hear the word just like you do. I have to listen to the word just like you do. I have to meditate on God just like you do. And I'm telling you, sometimes I could be clipping the hedges and get revelation and understanding. I could be working on my car, changing the oil, and revelation comes to me because I'm thinking about God, and he'll use oil changing. He'll use hedge trim. He will use shopping and grocery stores. He will use, listen, don't limit your God to your closet. Yeah, go in there, yes, but don't limit him to your closet. Take him wherever you go, remembering, meditating, because it's bigger than you, bigger than your moment, uh, you know, in the morning. It's bigger than your moment in the evening. He's, He's with you all day long. I like Smith Wigglesworth. They said, oh my goodness, you must pray for hours. He goes, no, no, no. He's said i don't pray for more than 30 minutes they were like shocked and then he ended with but i don't go 30 minutes without praying he's riding down the road with a friend and (laughs) he screamed and the 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 friend slams the brake on and and he's like whoa whoa and because he he, you know smith's a big guy he hit him in the chest when he screamed (laughs) you know he's like what what what's wrong he said we haven't talked about god for 30 minutes and, you know, if it was me, I'd be like, what? I am now going to kill you, you know? But that was him. When he ate, he, he would have the word of God. He refused to feed his body more than his spirit. And so we have to change our mentality, how we think about God's word and elevate it to a place where people know They know that if they come to you, they are going to hear from heaven. Praise the Lord. And you know what? There are Christians that will avoid you because of it. But you do not adjust your life because of mediocre Christians listen, I don't, I don't want to just go based on blessed assurance and enter into heaven with flames of hell licking at my backside, coming into heaven smoking and sliding in there. And they're like, well, we know where he's been. I'm like, woo Woo! <laughs> <Whoa! laughs> I made it! <laughs> <coughs> woo! <Whoa! laughs> no. I tell you what, I want to go into heaven and, and, and the shores of glory, multiple people, souls that had been won, people's lives who have been impacted, uh, that they there would be a cheering squad because they are so grateful for the allowance of God's word to have its impact through my life to affect so many. I see people doing great things and I'm like, oh my goodness, I want to do more for God. Hallelujah. Listen, if a man with no legs and no arms can can do this and, and 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 get married and have children and and uh, and do all these things for for God and he goes to other countries and preaches the gospel because there uh, have been duped by the United States to kill babies in the womb and to decide that they can live or die based on some test they did by pulling amniotic fluid out of the body and say oh this child is this this child is that do you want to destroy this child he stands in front of them with no arms and no legs and says do not destroy the child because that child has purpose that child has something to do of significance in the earth and he's hollering out for the unborn he's hollering out for those who are, are having pity parties because they're handicapped to say what is your excuse and I'm here with all my arms and legs and I'm, I'm just I feel pathetic when I hear him speak that I ever complained about anything or thought I couldn't do what God said I could do but you can and you will if you obey his word look into the mirror do Do all that God has created you for because this world needs your light. He needs, it needs your gifts. It needs your talents. And so I encourage you to be everything that the mirror tells you you are because that's what he wants to do in you.